as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Today on the lefty, lands a big hook, throws another one, Perrier misses, now he just covers up. Perrier, what he got to do is Sedeo. Marcellus over to the right side, a wrister, he scores! Jack Larrigan gets game three started. Hill steals away from a scrum center and pass up the new one-timer. Taking away Ashton Carter, carries it, ripping side to Paul Connor, he shoots, he scores! Nice off the boards, but length to Peters, Ali, one touch to Lucky, he scores! Lincoln takes the lead! And a big check by Christian Krieger, back below his own net. Comes up toward the far point, Lockburger to Lucky, top left circle, fires a shot and scores! You bear! What is going on, Stars fans? Welcome back to Season 3 of Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We are back here at the Icebox on the stage, Studio A. Gene Cotter, always with me. BA's in the house. And uh, Gene, I think we need to change the intro a little bit. I added some uh, goal-scoring clips there, and uh, we had a big one this weekend at Pittsburgh. So with our guest, Adam Kleber. Yeah, especially since we're still trying to effort getting the official box score closed because... Or changed, I mean. It's a it's a big one for Cleves. Not only should it have been his first goal of his USHL career as a grizzled 17-year-old veteran of this league, but it was also a game winner. So let's just jump right in, Cleves. What, what are your thoughts on that? I know you got the puck, but... Uh, Possession you know, is nine-tenths of the loss, so the goal is his. Right on. So what do we need to do to help get that changed officially so it shows up in the box score that Adam Cleaver has his goal and his game-winning goal. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm grizzled at all. <laughs> I barely can grow some fish there. But, um, yeah, Larrigan skated the puck up, and I think it just tipped off a guy on Chicago. Tyler Wood was in front of the net. He said he didn't touch it, so it's an assist right now. But, yeah, I know I scored that one. And like B.A. says, you have the puck at home. Yep. Wrapped up. Did Corey, like, tape it up and put the date on it and stuff? Yep. Taped it up all nice. Well, I'm going to tell you, that that's official then as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's just jump right in, B.A., and let's talk about last week. Well, hold on, hold on. The, right. you, you got the puck. Where, where's it going? Is it going to mom and dad? Is it going on your, your shelf in your room, or where's the puck going? Uh, we have some pucks in the basement from, like, when I would go to college games and stuff with my parents, we'd collect a lot of pucks, and we kind of just have like a puck shelf in our basement, so it'll go there with some of my brothers from high school and college. Were your parents there this weekend? Uh, no. My dad, he comes a lot to the Lincoln game, so it's kind of funny. Like, the game, he, d he wasn't there. I scored, so. Oh, first of many, though. Yeah, it's going to oh, be yeah. first <laughs> of many. All right, so now can I ask him about Yeah, you? yeah, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. <laughs> so kind of an interesting this year compared to – years past. In other words, we talked last week on the show about how it seems like it was a very abbreviated, you guys get here three days later, you play your first preseason game. A couple days after that, you play another one. Cuts are made. Next thing you know, you're on a bus. Um, seems like a whirlwind to us, but you were saying before we started recording that last year seemed to be a little bit, little bit more whirlwindy for you. Just talk about the experience you've had so far this year as compared to last year. I mean, starting off in the summer, like, I kind of had a busy, busy summer for with the Holinka tournament, and I was gone in Europe for a while. So it was kind of nice just to start the season a little bit later than other teams, just some more time to relax and, and spend with my family. But then, yeah, I, I kind of liked it where we just 
got the games started that first week and got into it, kind of saw what we needed to work on and stuff and just like got the season started right away, the unofficial part of it. So when, when you talk, Adam, about the team, how big of a deal is it this early in the season to be able to jump on a bus? And what, what was the bus ride? 20, 20 hours? Was it that long? No, oh, I think it's like 14. 14 Only 14? Probably 15 on a bus. It, it feels like 20, like 20? It, it feels like a long time, though. But, I mean, when you sleep on it, it, it goes by pretty fast. So you guys have a lot of new faces. So how, how important is a, an experience like the Fall Classic where you get – the, the bus ride, you get time at the hotel for a couple, three days together. How big is that for team bonding and, and building chemistry and, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's super important just, you know, getting to know everybody because, like, you're kind of, like, me playing on the team last year, you know, like, you know the guys from last year, and it's good to meet some new guys. And the best way to do that, I mean, when you're on a, a bus with 24, 25 other guys, like, you really get to know everyone. So it's it's important to get that out of the way early. You got to sit in the back of the bus this time, you know, being the veteran. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. This bus was a little bit different. Some of the rookies had to sit with the coaches. So. It kind of, I, I saw a couple of the Snapchats or in uh, Instagram stories. I, who, who took over? Kai took over? Yeah, Kai. And it looked like you guys were an RV basically though. It wasn't your typical bus that you normally have. Is that right? Yeah. Well, at the start, we left at seven that night. So uh, we had some time to kill, kind of hang out. So we put the top beds down and just kind of sat and we did some some games and stuff and had some fun a little illegal gambling going on in the back there no no <laughs> we, we did rookie idol that's what we did rookie idol yeah. all right what was yeah. the, who, who was the uh, best singer um blake montgomery he uh he was a really good yeah he he kind of made his own thing like his own um lyrics and tracks so he was probably the best Any, anybody uh, bust out the uh, taylor swift songs uh, not that I can think of. I'm sure there was one. I know um, Janzy did um, uh, Michael Jackson one. I forget, but he was pretty good at that. The one Aiden Hutchinson did uh, for the Detroit Lions, Billie Jean. Yeah. All right. On. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right, so one thing I noticed watching you guys play two games is Adam Cleaver seems to be engaging more than you did last year in the offense. I saw you down in the corner. I saw you just being very active, um, a little bit more animated, a little, a little bit more, I don't know, I don't know how to really describe it. You just seem to be more engaged, more of an offensive-minded defenseman than maybe you were in years past. Is that by design? Is that something that Rocky or the coaching staff talked to you about? Just something that you know with the loss of like Boston and Antonio and those guys from last year that that's the expectation of at least some of the defensemen on this team is to be offensive minded and that's what led to it? Well I think two things about it. Well one is like last year you know we had all our D leave except Jimmy and me so going into this year you know we have a lot of younger D and I knew that I'd have to you know, provide some offense for the team and take a bigger step. So that was one of my goals over the summer and just, like, really work on, you know, being offensive and working on making my puck touches, you know, as helpful as they can to help the team score. You talk about your, your summer workouts a little bit. Where did you skate at, at home and or who and who did you skate with? Is there any uh, USHL guys, any college guys that you skate with? Um, I skated with my old peewee coach. He was the, the guy that ran it. Um, a lot of like, like he know, so there's this school in um, Minnesota called Breakaway Academy. It's like it's a famous uh, school ran by former NHL player Dave Snugrud. So a lot of kids from that area go there, and 
and my Pee Wee coach Nick Matson, he coached there and taught there, so a lot of guys know him. So he he'd get like a lot of go for guys and and like Sam Renzel, he was a player that I skated with over the summer. So a lot of good competition to get better at over the summer. You also talked about Linka. How much of how much of your summer did that end up taking up? Um, well, around like after main camp, I think like a week or two after main camp, I had to go to Buffalo and try out for the team or try out for a, a selection camp for the Linka team. So that took up a week. And then you go to Michigan, you have like a three, four day tryout and, and then you go over to Europe. And I think from Michigan to Europe. And then once you got, once I got back, it was 17 days. So it was a big chunk, big chunk of the summer, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, so you got a lot of your skating in with that team. And just just talk about your overall experience when you were in Europe playing for the Lincoln Gretzky team. Would you guys bronze? Yeah, we won bronze. Yeah, I mean, just the first opportunity to throw in the USA jersey was so special. And and you know, it's a tough. It's been a tough tournament for the Americans in the past. So I think just you know, really trying to like get. The U.S. medal in that tournament was really important for us, and we were glad that we could at least get bronze. Okay, Adam, so you, you say you're not a grizzled veteran at 17. However, when I go look at, you know, I know we got Kai who came over from NDTP. You got you and Jimmy, but you also have Ethan Weber. So even though you're 17, you aren't exactly, you aren't, uh, there's not a lot of people that, are older than you age-wise and especially experience-wise that are out there on the blue line for us. So how important is that going to be for you and Jimmy in particular and Kai to lead this team defensively in getting some of those younger guys uh, the reps and and the confidence and the direction that they need to make sure that we're successful this year? Well, I mean, I was thinking about it over the summer this year. I was like, gosh, like we really had an older decor. Like all our guys last year were either O2s or O3s on the decor at the end of the season. So I was like really thinking like that really helped me, you know, as the season went on, learn. And so I think it's it's really important for the young guys just to learn from the older guys, see what they do, you know, see their habits and, and really, you know, take that into their game so they can make the transition as easy as possible. What's the most important thing that you learned last year with those veterans here that you can pass down to the uh, new guys coming in? Uh, there's a lot of things like, um, not not to say like a big skill, like just something really specific that I think like is really important is just talking out there. You know, it's a faster, it's faster than U16, like what guys played last year and, or especially like those 60 on our, on our team. So just really talking and, and like helping your partner out, see what the play is. So, you know, you're not stuck in the D zone forever. Is there anything off the ice that you can you can teach these guys? I know that uh, Rocky's big about getting you guys out in the community. I know you have a, a pumpkin patch uh, thing going on this weekend with the Booster Club. Is there something about like off the ice that you can teach these younger guys? Yeah, just like you know, it's junior hockey. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to be hard, but you know, you, you got to have fun too. And I think just you know, like spending time with your teammates, you know, making the most out of it, making memories is an important thing to learn too. Are you living with Jimmy again this year? Yeah, I'm with, living with Jimmy, and then the 207s, Rombach, and Jans. So we got a full house again, same as last year. We had four people, too. Right on. So are you calling Jimmy uh, Grandpa then? Because do you think, what is he, an 03, and all the rest of you are 05s, 06s, and 07s? 
Yeah, I mean, I've heard people call him that before, and I'm just thinking, like, there's nothing he can do about it. I'd be so mad if people were calling me that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he likes it either, but he just he just goes with it. So Yeah, well, I you know, that's, that's one thing that's very striking to me is just how young this team is. And I, I think maybe we saw a little bit of the youth against Green Bay the other day, but I certainly did not see it against Chicago, who's, you know, what are they, the two-time defending I guess no, they, they not, ended up losing it. Not defending. Sam will get mad at you. I, no, no, I, was defending. I was talking about Andy. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, although they lost it to Fargo in the, in the waning did. moments they last did. year, right? But one of, the, one of the teams who's been at the top of the league the last two years, um, who knows what this year will bring. But just seeing the performance, the difference, and how much it seemed like you guys grew up between Wednesday's game and Thursday's game was kind of striking. Obviously, some things working on. I think we went over 10 on the power play and – and but we were good we were still good on the pk so just just talk about any growth that you saw adam between what you what your teammate ex- experienced between wednesday and thursday was it wednesday and thursday or thursday and friday wednesday and thursday right i mean i think it was just a compete factor between the two games like our coach made a great point you know he said like i don't think guys you know like guys are working hard but they they have to know that there's another level you know, to, to be successful in this league. So I think just realizing that and knowing how hard you have to work and how prepared you have to be is probably the biggest difference that we made going into Chicago. Was there, I, I, I believe I heard on the broadcast on uh, the game against Chicago that uh, either Rocky or Art brought you guys in, showed you guys some video, uh, and, th- and that kind of helped uh, you guys on the, for the Chicago, the, if I could talk, the Chicago game. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, <laughs> we actually, so at the hotel, they were gonna charge us six hundred dollars for a room for like a to do film and we were like no way like that's that's not happening so we actually did film on the bus so we had we put the bunks down again and everyone was lined up and coach was in there uh, Zanella was in there doing the film and that's where we got you know got in check and and it was on the bus towards to the rink so it was like 15 minutes of film and then we're at the rink and then that was pretty much it so we've already talked a little bit about some of your words of advice. You got to have life away from life away from the rink too. The grind starts now. Are you happy that you did the pre-game stuff? You went to the fall classic. Now you come back and you have two weeks before you start again. And then you bring in Madison, who went two and zero over the weekend and looked really good. I think they thumped uh, the Lancers, right? They I thump, think they well, everybody everybody thumped the well, Lancers that's, that's over the weekend, but. Are, are you glad that you have a, a couple more weeks now to kind of come and, and settle in and get acclimated back to Lincoln and looking forward to the, the home opener here in a couple of weeks, or do you wish that you were jumping right back into games again? Well, I mean, I know there's kind of two sides of it. Or like, you know, in February, you know, when we have all these games to play because, you know, we took an off week this upcoming week. I mean, there's that. But then, like, there's also, you know, you get to enjoy the weather. It's it's beautiful here. You know, in Minnesota, it's it's getting cold. You know, leaves are on the ground. So, you know, I like enjoying it and just get outside. And I think our team's going to do some team bonding this over the weekend. So, I mean, I'm kind of halfway with it. Like, I, I guess I just don't really mind it. It's, it's whatever, you know. What's your uh, team bonding look like? Is it uh, going and hanging out playing uh, NHL or is it uh – paintball or going to Husker games or what's that look like for you guys? 
yeah, some guys go to Husker games, volleyball games. I I don't know what we have this weekend. I know we have something, but I don't want to, you know, be wrong or, about it. But I know we have something, I think. You have a, pl- um, you have a pumpkin, yeah, the pumpkin patch. patch. I know you guys yeah, have that. Yeah. And I was trying to get you guys out. The actual uh, chili cook-off that you and Jimmy oh, yeah. and Judge last week is actually Sunday as well. So I'm either going to have to try to get you guys before you go to the pumpkin patch or, or I'm going to have to find some new judges. But... I'm telling you what, B.A., I talked about this last year. This guy took his job as chili cook-off. So if anybody out there is looking for a chili cook-off judge, Adam Cleaver's your man. He absolutely – I was – I had literally I'm, – I'm not, I'm not yanking your chain here. I was impressed by the job that you did as a chili cook-off judge. Do, do, you, have a, do you have the palate for, like, tasting the different spices and ingredients in the chili? Uh, or do you just like, hey, this is good? No, I the like answer this. is yes, because he was like, oh, I'm tasting. I mean, he might as well had Guy Fieri and and uh, Porter Ramsey know. over there. Absolutely, absolutely. Even it was it was a good thing. So anyway, I interrupted you. You were talking about other <laughs> other bonding opportunity. You guys getting together at anybody's house and watching movies yet? I know there's a bunch of new billets out there this year too. So there's some guys settling into that. Yeah, we got to find a spot, I guess. Like last year, Antonio had an apartment, and it was a big one, so we could just go there and hang out. And But this year, you know, I, he's gone, so, you know, we got to find something else, you know, to go. You like, couldn't get get him to pay the rent on that for another year and just have it be, uh, hang out for you guys? Oh, that'd, be, that'd be nice. <laughs> Leave a key under the mat? Yeah. Hey, I keep telling people that even though we don't have anybody at our house temporarily, you guys got together for movies in our basement last year, so the basement's still there. So if you need a spot. Yeah, we played a lot of cards down there at the start of the year. Yeah, it was good. All right, so I think the last thing I have for you, Adam, is for this year, for the first time in three or four years, we get to welcome teams from the Eastern Conference into this building. Uh, something we'll talk about a little bit more in depth later. I think the West went three and seven against the East during the Fall Classic, which is kind of unheard of. But how forward are you looking to being able to not have to play Tri-City 18 times and, and Omaha 17 times and getting to mix it up and welcome, welcome the Caps and the Phantoms into the icebox the first four games out of the shoot? Yeah, it'll be really good for us. I think also, it'll be really good for the fans, too. You know, they get to see different teams. Like, it's it's probably got to be annoying, you know, being a fan. You're like, oh, we saw that team last week. So, you know, I think it'll be good for them. And, and you know, get to play new players. Like, like when we do our pre-scout on teams, it's like, yeah, we've already seen this team. You know, it's like we already know. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to, you know, research another team or look up and try to study for that team. I will say that uh, bringing in these Eastern Conference teams will actually, I, I believe, increase our fan attendance. And you, you know what this place is like with the attendance we had last year, but you're right. You know, the fans are like, oh, well, we see Tri-City last week. I want to skip the game this week. Well, you're not going to skip a game when you got Youngstown coming in or the Capitals coming in. So it should help out in, in the attendance-wise and uh, maybe get, you know, 4,500 people in here packing the barn and getting old-school Lincoln Stars hockey back. Are there any rinks in the East that you're looking forward to playing in? or that you've heard about and you can't wait to see or just, or that you dread, you know, I've seen some, I've seen some footage from where Madison plays and I don't, I don't know that I'd want to play there and talking to some guys who used to be caps are like, God, I was so glad to get out of there. I've heard Cedar Rapids has a crazy intro, like feed Bruce is what they call it. They play like this 50 second thing or a minute thing. And it's, it's, it's not just, as good as the star no. drop. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. Right well, now. I, I mean, it's probably something to see, but yeah, nothing's as good as the star drop, but I mean, there's some good ranks in the East, like, um, uh, green Bay. I know, um, Youngstown looks, looks pretty big. Like 
yeah, it'll be cool to see see different ranks too. I would yeah. imagine being a Minnesota kid, you're probably a Vikings fan. Is that right? <laughs> or or are you a Packer fan? No, I'm a Vikings fan. Okay, we kind of we kind of joke at the Billet House about like when I watch Vikings football, like I don't really know any of the players, and I say I'm a fan. They just like give me a hard time about it. Hey, I'm the same way with the Steelers. I like the Steelers, but I can't tell you a single player. But my my question, my reason for that question was that when you go to Green Bay. Lambo's right across the street, and if you get a chance to tour Lambo, it's it's a pretty cool stadium. Yeah, I've been to that area before for a tournament, and I kind of like the setup. You know, like the, the fields out of the way from like the big city. You know, it's it's in a nice area, and they got the rush over there. It's a good setup they got over there. Have you played in any of the rinks in the East? Uh no, have not. All right. Well, I think that uh, maybe we need to take a break. And Adam, thank you very much. And whatever you do. Don't give up that puck because we're going to keep lobbying on your behalf to make it officially. Hey, I just got a text from Joel saying that, that the goal is his and the league should be changing it soon. There you go. There you go. Nice. I love it. Straight from the uh, voice of the stars, Joel Norman. Officially, you got your first one in the book. First of many. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys back out here. I think it's Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Sunday? Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Here, not this weekend, but next weekend. Adam, thanks for joining us, and have fun at the Pumpkin Patch this weekend. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Welcome back to Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. Uh, Great to have Cleves on, and great uh, to finally get that monkey off his back, get that first USHL goal, and we can stop talking about it every week. Yeah, well, some of that is is probably it was probably more of a monkey that we put on his back than it, than it probably was for him. And by we, I mean you. Yeah, probably so. You know, I kept trying to like show him a puck before every game last year, going, "This one's going home with you tonight." So yeah, it was good because it was just a matter of time. But you know, he changed his game too. I think last year he was a defensive-minded defenseman. He yeah, he was one of the guys to. that just kind of stayed on the blue line, and yeah. he's uh, he's up in the rush and right around the net every time now. Yeah, I that you know, like uh, I think I heard Rocky say in one of the post games is we got a lot of offensive production to replace on the blue line, and somebody's gonna step up and do it. And whether he wants to be a grizzled veteran or not, that's kind of <laughs> kind of the role he finds himself in. Because uh, like that's I said, right. we have 03 Jimmy Jersev and everybody else's 05s, 06s, and 07s on the blue line. So young, young team this year. But that just, I think you're the one who always says this is a second year league and we've got young team, but there's a lot of second and third. I mean, think about this. Patrick Raftery is an 04, right? Keaton Peters is an 04. Yeah, we They're, have only two, I think, two, two overagers. Overagers yeah. over over on, our, on our squad. And one of them's a goalie. Yeah. So we, we are a young team, but we also have Germán Yavash played in his 100th game the other day. So we have a lot of experience on a very young team. So I think it's going to be a fantastic year to watch this team grow up. And um, I can't think of I, – I think that – Rocky, Art, and Z do a fantastic job of bringing people along and the way they treat players and the way they, the way they develop players. So I'm looking forward to it. Who was it? Was it uh, Matt Rule the other day that was talking about the process? I don't care if we win games. I don't care if we lose games. I care about the process from game to game. And who else do we hear that says that all the time? I think uh, Rocky says that quite a bit. I think we've heard Rocky say that one or two or 2,000 times in the last couple of but years. But I, I do believe that if uh, I'm Coach Rule, I'd probably be worrying about winning games because uh, have you seen Husker fans? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm still trying to figure out. It's his first year. Uh, 
in my opinion, we probably could have been four and zero. Let me say, we're two and zero since I started going to Husker games this year. There you go. So I guess I better just turn my tickets over to you now. No, I can't you go keep th- going. I can't go this week. So <laughs> a convenient <laughs> excuse. Uh, boys have the weekend off though, so if I really need to get rid of mine, I'm sure I can find some takers out there somewhere. Let's talk a little bit about Pittsburgh. So as I said, I don't know what to make of this. First off, the East is seven and three against the West. How would you like to freaking jump in a jump in a bus, drive all the way to Pittsburgh, and if you're Des Moines, I don't know, play Sioux Falls? Well, Tri City played Sioux Falls. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did. Tri City wasn't there one of the East Division teams that didn't even play anybody from the West. They played two, yeah, two there, Western. There, there was a couple. Games. I was talking to. Uh, I was up actually up in Omaha all day today for work, uh, installing dasher boards up there, and I was talking to the guys up there, and yeah. It, there's East teams that played only East teams and West teams that only played West teams. So it's, it's, it was a weird situation this year. I continue to just look at things and go, does who in their right mind looks at a schedule or looks at certain things and goes perfect. That just looks fantastic. Like in years, I literally, didn't we play tri city like 18 times last year? If not, it sure as heck felt like it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, we played them way more than we played Sioux City or even Omaha or Sioux Falls. I can see not playing that many times against Fargo because of how far they are, but Des Moines even only a three-hour drive compared to an hour 45 to get to Tri-City, so I don't know why it's not a little more even breakout, but why would you play nothing but conference conference games in Pittsburgh? Why would that not be I don't know. an opportunity to, say, not I mean, have Tri-City, have to, you play whatever the furthest team in the East is, two games there or something like that just to cut down on travel. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's above my pay grade. True. It, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see this year with, with some of the schedule we got going on. If you have, like, for example, we said Madison comes in here. Let me see if I can bring up their schedule as I'm talking. But when they um, – Madison, one of the worst teams in the league last year. Now they're, they're 2-0 and coming out of the fall well, classic. They, they, did play, they did play for the, the ship two years ago. Yeah. Um, but it, I wonder, and maybe Madison's a bad example. I'm thinking more about like Youngstown. When they come to town, do they do they hang around for a week and play Lincoln two games on one weekend, and then play Tri City or Omaha two games the next weekend, so that that way they aren't driving back and forth across country? I haven't I haven't done an in depth dive enough yet to figure out what's what's going on with the schedule now that we're returned to playing both conferences. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not quite sure, but it, I mean it would I don't know it would kind of make sense to. Kind of like, you know, you come all the way, all the way to the farthest team out west, which would be Tri City. You know, play them two games, or play us two games, and then hit somebody like you know Cedar Rapids or maybe Green Bay on your way back. What stood out to you in in watching the games and rewatching the games from last week? What stood out from you about this team? You know, we're just. I think we harped on it. We're just young, so it's this. You know, we we definitely looked like a young team, kind of. I don't know. I don't want to say fish out of water, but we were on our game against Green Bay. Like we weren't used to the speed. Yeah, we it, had, lo- it looked like we got. I wouldn't say outworked, but we got outplayed. Well, three and three, at least three of their goals were like somebody was wide open, really close to in front. Of, if not in the in the slot, kind of left Massey out there a little bit. Those things that probably like was that my area was that my guy your guy was that my area or whatever some things as the season goes along with as you said that young group probably doesn't happen um and 
just saw didn't see those same opportunities against against Chicago the next day. Uh, what stood out for me against Chicago Showstack? Uh, oh God, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a good goalie. I like I like the two the tandem that we have this year. It's it's and I I think it's going to be another one A one B kind of type deal like we had last year oh, with uh, for sure with Massey and Whitey. And as the team grows up, Showstack's a young guy, and and Massey's going to have to lead there, and Jimmy and and Klebs and. Uh, Kai are probably going to need to lead on the D and got that that group of well first off we got uh oh god who'd we get from the assistant captain we got over from Youngstown Varner Varner yeah so you got Varner and Pete Petey and Larry and Raf who are going to need to kind of lead the way because I you know a lot of hustle I didn't see a lot of physicality so we'll see if that comes along as they grow up and get a little bit a little bit more used to it because it was not overly physical. You kind of mentioned a little bit that you know we had a guy last year that came in uh, the year prior was tough you know kind of as as a tough enforcer kind of guy with Doug Grimes and he comes back his second year with the Stars and he's he's a goal scorer and you kind of mentioned are we going to see the same thing with Yavash? Well, the year before that we saw the same thing where Gleb Veremiev was out here kind of being being the guy that the opposing team was like, where's that guy at? Because he's gonna if I do something now we saw in the preseason against Omaha against Omaha where where Germán there was no, there was no love lost between Yavash and the Lancers right yeah oh yeah never has been right Robic last year wanting to fight him and whatever but yeah it's it'll be interesting to see does Germán maintain that same physical edge that that he had all year last year or does he evolve because every year it's been that guy that the whole crowd bases or fan base is like oh i can't wait to see him fight yeah, and, i can't and, wait to see you know, him hit and people that's and, that's the thing about the lincoln stars crowd is they they love your tough guys here in lincoln we're we are a blue collar physical hockey we are not you know we had used to have the john hall hockey teams that would come in here and we're going to be small and we're going to be skilled and we're going to be we weren't, whatever we weren't and, skilled but we were small and we set the club record for futility in two of the four years yeah. that 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 was here. I'm so glad that era of hockey is over. And we certainly haven't seen that from, I mean, you know, every year we've had the DJ Hearts or the Daniel Sambucos or the German Yervashes or the Gleb Vremievs and the Doug Grimes who come in and play that role of, you can't, you can't not have the enforcers at least of some sort and like it or not, that overly physical, big open ice hit, Drop the gloves. Hockey is just going. I mean, we just had another league, right? That the they SJ, dropped it. Yeah. They, well, they didn't drop it. They just made the the uh, the punishment well, a little more severe. Didn't the BC forbid fighting? Well, one, they, of, one of the Canadian leagues. Yeah, it's is, the SJ. So um, they they for as I was listening to a podcast and and I used the word the term forbid, kind of like uh, how you would say maybe our DUI laws here are. Yeah, it's illegal to do but it still happens. Your punishment for it is quite severe. So yeah, if you fight, you're going to get kicked out of the game and you're done for that game. If you're a repeat offender, you're going to be looking at suspensions. So it's going to happen. Um, I guess that in that same podcast, they were saying they played 14 preseason games, had one fight. Yeah. You know, I think about that here. Since they went to the five and the 10, the, the fighting has has already dropped it's off. It's dropped off. And I'm not saying we need a guy out here to go fight, but we need a guy out here to... There's nothing wrong with knocking to rough a guy things up a little bit. Yeah, to rough things up a little bit. Like like you saw at the Omaha game. I mean, there was no fighting majors in that game. It was everybody's getting... Right. Roughing minors and roughing double minors and misconduct. So, I mean, but 
There were no gloves dropped, no punches thrown, but you know, just being physical. You had the rough stuff. We keep talking about that year after year is that the physicality in hockey, if, if you're not going to be physical in hockey, you might as well be watching soccer. Yeah, exactly. And yes, I said it. You might as well be watching soccer. Or football. Uh, Nebraska football. Any football. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts, sir, on getting to see the Caps and, and the Phantoms? The defending, although they got off to a little bit of a rough start, but that's why you play 60, 62 games and not two, is uh, not writing anybody off at this point, whether it's the 0-2 Lancers or the 0-2 Phantoms. You know, I li- obviously I like the East teams coming in. I kind of wish it was a little bit later on in the season. I, I'm not a fan of opening it up, and you're going to get all your East games out of the way at the beginning of the year. Then you're going to see... Tri-Cities and Omaha's and Fargo's numerous amount of times through that middle portion of the year. You think that has to do with weather and travel and that I mean, kind it of could stuff? Be. It, it definitely could be. I mean, who wants to bus across the country in, you know, February, February with, you know, eight inches of snow on the ground? Yeah. Player safety type stuff. And so, again, it'll just be interesting. Uh, so this team, things that, that I talked a little bit about this with Cleves is obviously we need to do some work. The PK looked really good. Um, one one goal and seven opportunities. Power play looked but, like hot yeah. garbage, in my well, opinion. I but think that that probably goes with the whole you've had two weeks exactly. to work. You haven't even had a chance. You're just kind of like pulling names and out of the And this was the first, the first game where you had your final roster. I mean, you didn't, you didn't really play any preseason games where you knew this was going to be your team. Is it the final roster? I don't think it's the final, final roster. I don't think it can be. Because once we again, have a lot of imports on the we team. We still have right a lot now. of imports, and we had. So uh, if anybody's listening, I can clarify that rule for us. You know, drop us a line on socials or whatever, and let us know. And yeah. um, Rocky, I'm talking to you. Art, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Please educate us, dumb idiots, with a microphone. Yeah, well, and and you know, I know the good news is for them is that if they so everybody got to play at least one game. In Chicago, some other guys that stood out to me is I know Blake Montgomery, for example, was a was a healthy scratch on Saturday on Wednesday, Wednesday. with I think it was Massa and Frakotich were both scratched and they were both in the game on Saturday. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. A couple more of the imports that were in the in the in the game that played on Wednesday were scratched on on Thursday, but Blake Montgomery looked fantastic out there. He's a young kid too, but he's big. And yeah. Got a, he's long. You know, that seems to be a, a basketball thing or a football thing that they're really long, but he's really long. The whole team is, we talked about that last week that they're big with limited exceptions. They're six, two to six, five. And so I think yeah, please walked in here and I forgot how big actually he is and yeah. put another four or five inches when he gets skates on and he's huge. And uh, you can tell he put, spent some time in the weight room. Yeah, he's, he, a, he's on the Corey Courtney uh, training program yep, this summer. For sure, for sure. So it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch people grow up and next week we can maybe dive in a little bit more and do do a little highlight, a little preview. Maybe we can try to get the voice of the Madison Capitals if there is such a thing and have them jump on. I don't on think he it. travels, but I think we can maybe oh, right. he can, maybe get him on. He can call on and give us give us their perception of what they think about interleague travel I mean, if, if we were playing if, if this was last year i'd get books on and give us the scouting report of the uh, dj hart yeah um seems like we had several of them luke middlestat you know he played there a yeah, couple years yeah, ago he did uh it's kind of fun to see world junior player guy now i think yeah he is. i don't know i i know that we we talked about him in in like our group chat with joel about middlestat and whatnot and I, he had some sort of award last year that 
we need photos for. So, right on. Okay. Well, another one in the book. Yeah. So before I let you go, knock knock. Who's there? Owen. Owen. Owen who? two Lancers.